everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place, as you know, for advocacy, resources, and education on all things small business and franchising in the local area, and it's a great place for anybody to stop by who just wants to learn more about the franchising industry. Franchising is an industry that believes in giving back to the communities that help build their businesses, and so we are very fortunate, and I'm privileged to have a local franchise and serial business owner with us today, Gabriel Ruiz. Thanks for being here today, Gabe. Thank you, sir. I guess I didn't foul it too much. You invited me back, or the <laughs> list got you just dwindled down. You're like, oh, desperation. All right. There I'll, was only like 13, 14 people that said no. Oh, okay. And then I thought, well. <sighs> Lucky number yeah. 15. All right. We cool. don't record these live, so <laughs> we can have Gabe back. What are you trying to say? <laughs> we can just, we use AI all the time. Like, you wouldn't even know what you actually said today. Perfect, so, perfect. Yeah. So Dylan does a lot of editing. <laughs> That's right. That's Dylan's job. Dylan's job is to manage the Gabe of the podcast. Okay. We got it. It's cool. So I don't have to behave. Perfect. Well, no, not really. All right. But but you do have to tell us about, you do a lot, all joking aside, you do a lot in the communities that you've helped build. And you've had a lot of businesses over the the years. How many different businesses have you been involved in? Yes. (laughs) This is going to go fantastic. (laughs) I don't know. You asked me that last time. I don't know if I had an answer for that either. So more than two. Uh, sure. Less than 10? More than two, less than one million. Very good. Yeah. Oh, you already got, the thing you got the the Austin Powers in already. I should have went this way. Well, yeah, we'll edit it. He can cut that right. We'll edit it. Don't worry. He's already used to that. (laughs) (laughs) So Gabe, when you're not a comedian, you actually do something that it's easy to lose sight of. Sometimes you get really busy building a business, you're involved in all the details. You got to do everything, right? If you're building your own business and then you hit that point of stability, you, you achieve some of the goals you want to do achieve. And unless you're actively proactively thinking about it, sometimes it's, it's easy to lose sight of, Hey, there's a community or communities that made it possible for me to get this business here. Customers that invested their money in our business, et cetera. And I want to do something to give back to that. You've done a lot of that. All joking aside. Okay. And today I wanted to talk about something. Our viewers have undoubtedly already noticed that I'm dressed a little different than I normally dress, and I'm in my 50-mile march foundation shirt. Do you think you're going to get more or less views because you're dressed differently? Well, it depends on whether or not we tell people in the promos that you're mm. part of this podcast. Oh, okay. We'll leave that out so that way viewership goes up. Okay, cool. Okay, if we change your last name, yeah, it's going to go way All up right. just because of this cool shirt. All right. Okay? I, I could say aliases, but then it's, yeah, uh, no. I don't even think you said it right. Yeah. Although I kind of flubbed your first name in the beginning because I never call you Gabriel. I always call you Gabe. So mm-hmm. and that's fine. There we are. We're yeah. good. We're cool. good. Where were we? Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. right. So where we were was this is one of the uh, local community foundations that Gabe and I are both a part of this year. We're doing the 50 mile march, which is a 24 hour straight march from Lincoln to Omaha. I'm going to stop there because I want you to talk a little bit during this episode. So, sure. Tell, what's your definition of, or what is the 50 Mile March Foundation all about? Well, as far as talking goes, I think I, think I talked way too much the last time, so we're, we're good. Yeah, we totally can, agree. We, we could switch, switch it around <laughs> here a little bit, but what is the 50 Mile March? Well, it's, as you alluded to, it's, it's, a, it's a walk from Lincoln, Nebraska, to Omaha, Nebraska. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer that with kind of telling you what it's not, because based on okay. questions that I've received from other people, like, what? What is this? Oh, is it like a relay? Oh, so you walk like five miles and you hand the baton and someone. Right. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not any of that. 
we start, we, we, we step off from the Capitol on Saturday. So a week. Yep, like, the 26th like, of August. Like two weeks from today. We're recording in early August, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Two, so yeah. Two, two weeks is, I think it's 14 days. 12 days, two weeks, whatever. Yeah, I didn't carry you're, the two. You're close, right, Gabe, close really enough. close. Two weeks-ish. So on Saturday, we step off from the Capitol at yeah. 5 o'clock. We then walk overnight from Lincoln, from the Capitol, to Omaha. Yep. And we'll arrive about 2 o'clock the next day. So we do 50, we're going to walk 50, I shouldn't say do, we're going to walk approximately 50 miles straight-ish. And I say straight-ish because we are going to stop. You yeah, know, we, you get we, some short breaks for foot care, stuff mm-hmm, like that. And that's exactly what I was going to allude to is it, the, the care of our feet is very important. So during those breaks, it's, hey, we got to go potty, have to change socks, maybe grab a, a protein bar or something like that. But essentially, it's straight, other than a few yeah. uh, quick union breaks throughout, throughout the tr- uh, that, that trek. So it'll be 10 miles, take a break. 10 miles, take a break, seven miles, take a break, so on and so forth. Yep. No sleeping. No sleep. Yeah, no baton relays. It's, no, so I you don't have know. to, if you start, you have to finish the whole thing. And I don't know about you, so uh, up for about 36 hours or so? Awake for about 36 yeah. hours, you know, unless yeah. you're sleeping in until 5 p.m. on I Sunday wish. when it I, starts. I can't sleep past <laughs> eight or nine. I mean, even yeah. if I stay up yeah. really late, I can't sleep in. So, yeah. Six, seven o'clock, I'll wake up, kind of normal routine, light day, as they suggest. Don't go out and you know drink or have a heavy meal the night before. Just nice and light. Right. Same thing with that morning. So this is a tough fifty miles, right? If any, for anybody that hasn't walked fifty miles straight, it doesn't matter whether you're jogging, walking, or whatever. Why are we doing this? We're not just doing this for the fun of it. Fifty miles. So why am I doing it? And I was going to ask you the same because mm-hmm. this isn't your first year. Nope, it's not. Yeah. It's so I was going to flip the script on you. Why are you doing this? And why are you doing it again? Yeah. So. The, the ultimate beneficiary of this, the money that we raise, this is a fundraiser, and the idea is people are kind of supporting us and subscribing to us to finish this march because every penny that we raise goes to benefit several local charities that help to reduce homelessness and the at-risk impacts on veterans. So to, to be more specific with your questions, I've done a lot of work in my business, in my franchise brokerage business. I've done a lot of work with veterans and training and doing presentations to trainings, trainings to veterans that are transitioning out of the military at different military inst- installations. Throughout all that for several years, I never really understood, because I'm not a veteran myself, I never served in the U.S. military, but I never really understood how hard it is for them to transition out of the military until I happened to run into the gentleman that started this 50-mile march. His name is Jay Morales. Mm -hmm. He's a businessman in the local area and a veteran himself. And most people in Omaha know who he is. Yeah, right. If you're listening to this from Omaha, you know his name. And he said something to me that really caught me off guard. He said, Blake, every single day, 22 service veterans take their own lives. Say that one more time. Really slow. Every single day, 22 veterans take their own lives. That's almost one an hour. My first response, yeah. And that's that's the math that you do right away. And my first response was, you mean a week? And he said, no, I told you 22 veterans. That's 8,000 veterans take their own life every day. These are the people that literally put their lives on the line so that folks like you and I could spend time doing things like speaking on a podcast, starting our own business, walking our kids to school. Literally, 
themselves between a bullet and our ability to have these freedoms. And I know, you know, you hear this a lot and it kind of sounds like conjecture. It's just the right thing to say, but think about that. So these folks serve, whether they're in active duty or not, they go through traumatic, traumatic experiences. Most of those who make the ultimate mistake and think that the only choice is to eliminate themselves from this earth's surface, most of them have some form of PTSD, diagnosed or undiagnosed, mm-hmm. um, from their service in the military. And it's not, that, it's not that services aren't available out there for them. Sometimes they're not entirely convenient. But what this foundation is all about, and the reason that we march and raise funds is, there are charities out there that are dedicated to the understanding, and usually run by veterans themselves, dedicated to the understanding that these veterans won't go ask for help. It's not in their blood. It's not how they're trained. It's not who they are to go ask for that help. So other veterans who are running these local charities that are operating themselves on a shoestring, our money is going to fund them to get these veterans off the street into therapy and utilizing the services that are available to them to drive that number down, 21, 20, 19. So that's a very long way of saying, in summary, I got involved in this because I want to see it go from 22 to 21 to 20 and one day to zero. And it can, Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of awareness. And, yeah, it takes some money. So that's why I got involved in it. It's hard. The first year I totally underestimated. I hope you didn't do what I did. Like I thought, okay, I'm a runner. I, I swim. I play tennis. It's a walk. And I barely stumbled across that finish line because I didn't practice and practice and practice. And that reminded me of the second thing Jay Morales told me, which is you're going to suffer, you're going to feel some pain, and it's a reminder of what they've felt for us. If anything, it's minuscule in comparison to what they have done yeah. and are doing on a daily. I mean, right as we've recorded this, uh, right as we are recording this podcast, I mean, so this is uh, about half an hour long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you start breaking down numbers. Yeah, that's a. It's 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 sad. That's but an it's, emphatic way to think about it. You're it right. is. It is. But even in addition to that, you have plenty of veterans that are out doing what they need to do, and we don't even know. We're not privy to that. We're. I, I never served either. I wanted to. It was actually a, a, a goal of mine, a, a dream of mine when I was a kid. My father did serve only only two years in the army, but he was mm-hmm. very proud that he he did that, and I wanted to, but I had asthma as a kid, so you know I was gotcha. nixed, nixed from that list, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So. The tying it in, the reason that I want to do the podcast on this, obviously, first of all, I'm very passionate about this. Second of all, I wanted to highlight the fact that this it's only going to be successful if we can continue to grow it. I'd like to see it grow outside of the Omaha area. It will. It will. For the wise, Jay Morales. And it will. And I know that's one of Jay's goals, too. And frankly, as I've sorry, itchy over here, as I've shared this conceptual because I haven't done it yet. Right. So right at this point, for me, it's just a concept. It's an idea. Others have done it. It's a proven theory. It can be done, but I haven't achieved it yet. I haven't accomplished well, this. Well, I beg to differ that you haven't achieved life because we're going to talk a little bit about what you had to do to get involved in this because uh, they're looking for people that are really committed to it. But I'll beg to differ on that, but I understand what you're saying. The idea is continue to grow it. And there are business people in the community like Jay, like yourself, who look around and say, what can I do to give that back to this community? Where are there gaps that we can make an immediate impact? And it's not to try to showcase your brand. It's not to try to showcase how wonderful you are, or your own success. But from my experience in 
spending time with you. It's more about let's make a difference. Let's make an improvement in the community because this community has helped my family be successful sure. with our business. It's so I'm putting all- words in your mouth. No, but it's, it's helped all of us. And, and frankly, going back to not plugging our businesses, I would have worn my 50-mile shirt, but I don't get that until haven't Sunday. I haven't heard the badge yet. I haven't yeah. heard the badge yet. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll proudly pick that up on Sunday. I'll have the family come with us before the last, uh, you know, the last leg prior to yeah. the mission, if you will. I feel so weird saying that because I'm not a military guy. Like, I feel as if I'm not even um, worthy enough to use that terminology, although that's that's how they built it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you talk to a veteran like Jay Morales who started this and pretty much all the folks who are involved in the coordination of this event, and they'll tell you, don't don't say that, right? Because that's me too. I'm not a veteran, so I don't understand. They're like, well, you pay taxes. You're supportive of veteran issues. That's what matters. And the pay taxes part, I thought that was kind of strange when he said it the first time. But look, this is what contributes to our ability to function as a military. Mm -hmm. And that includes providing those resources that help veterans through these challenges of transitioning and dealing with their PTSD and dealing with homelessness, et cetera. So he makes a good point. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought of that myself because I'm not a veteran, but what we're doing does make an impact, and I guess that's the point. So we're going to do this a couple of times, but for the audience, what we're talking about here is the 50 Mile March. If you go to 50milemarch.org or just search 50 Mile March on Facebook, you'll see a bunch of information about this. If you want to donate to Gabe or myself, because the way we do this is we use a portal where you can do fundraising before and during the event itself um, as we're creating awareness for folks. You can go to, I'm going to read this one off, it's givebutter.com, and this is at the other sites, but givebutter.com forward slash Operation Noble Warrior 2023, the numbers 2023. So again, that's givebutter.com forward slash Operation Noble Warrior 2023. When you get there, you'll see that all of the marchers are listed. We've got about 80 of them this year, which is fantastic, Mm -hmm. all of whom are trying to fundraise. We all have a goal of raising at least $2,500. And you can scroll and choose Gabe's name and donate uh, in honor of the sacrifice that you're making. Or Blake's. Or mine. I'm doing something a little bit different this year because I've gotten so many folks who were generous financially to me the last couple of years. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Are you doing another tattoo? No. <laughs> yeah, last year was the Michigan versus Nebraska tattoo thing. It worked out great for the effort for the mission. Not so great for my hip because I'm a Michigan fan. Sure. Nebraska won, so I have a a permanent scar of Nebraska. Now it's my fa- second favorite athletic program in the world. So sure, I'm okay with small that. sacrifice to pay. Yeah, it really was. It really was. You know, it, it created excitement. We raised a ton of money last year. So, and if I'm being honest, I thought that was really unique because obviously we know each other in, in a very much, very much of a professional setting. Yeah. So to put yourself out there in that fashion, I was like, what is he doing? That's not. <laughs> That's not something I can envision Blake doing, so that was, that was awesome. So I, let's, kudos for creative. Thank you, which is a great segue. Tell me how you learned about this and what made you decide, ah, I think I'd like to beat the crap out of my body for 50 miles straight. Well, you know, I really wanted to do this last year. I overheard you talking about it again. Anyone that's from Omaha knows who Jay is, so I've, I've, I've heard about it prior to that. And I was like, sure. oh, that's, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat. I should do that. It's more than being neat, though. And last year I said I would do it. I, I didn't fully commit. I didn't sign up. I didn't train. Frankly, I wasn't in, in the I, I was uh, in the process of 
of getting healthier and changing food choices and losing weight and all that stuff. And it's not right. just about the number on the scale. It's, it's about all the things, right? And I don't think I would necessarily was just was really there yet. The beginning of this year, I felt like I was. Uh, and I said, I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to sign up for it. I'm going to show that I'm, I'm ready and I want to do this by yeah. attending the, the mandatory uh, meetings. Um, I went through the uh, qualifier which yeah, which uh, I know you weren't at because you had something else going on that day, and that they had qualifiers after that. The qualifier that I attended, about half of the people that said they were going to show up showed up. Yeah, and the reason for that is it was a beautiful week, <laughs> but it wasn't a beautiful day. Uh, we woke up and it was like thirty, forty degrees out. It was sleeting. It was snowing. It was windy beyond belief. Uh, yeah. Where we had the qualifier, it's pretty wide open. It's a newer park. There aren't any trees, so there really wasn't anything stopping that. The beginning of the qualifier, it was um, a minute of each with uh, a break in the middle of 30 seconds, whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, high knees, those sucked. Um, planks, that for me was easy. And jumping but you But you were planking in rainwater and sleet. Always sleet at yeah. that point for me. I, the, the, we were the second group, so I'm not sure how it was for the first, but for yeah. us. And like a dummy, I didn't pack gloves. Oh, so my hands were freezing. I didn't want to put my backpack down in that because yeah. otherwise I knew I was just going to carry. It's going to drip all over. So, um, yeah, my hands were pretty cold. It probably took uh, three, four miles into the qualifier yeah. for them to thaw. And a lot of the guys that were guys or gals that were there were complaining. And we had to really remind ourselves that, yeah, the conditions were not ideal. Mm -hmm. But if anything, it was a wake-up call and a reminder, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. This, is, this is nothing in comparison to what some of our veterans have gone through or are going through, whether they're serving and they're not in ideal uh, yeah. uh, situations or after the fact. And that brings it full circle for, for PTSD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and I appreciate you sharing that piece. We, I'll, I'll connect a couple of dots here, too, for folks um, the part of the attraction for me was, yeah, it, this is not an easy thing, right? It's a challenge. And what I realized early on is um, the reason that this thing continues to succeed, we're marching from Lincoln to Omaha on the highway, right? Like this isn't along a sidewalk. So not on the freeway, but on the highway. Mm -hmm. And the first year there was six people. They just kind of did it on a whim. The second year there was, I think, 38 that finished. Last year, the third year, there was uh, 48. And then this year there's almost double that, 80. Their number one concern, their number one focus is safety. And thank goodness it's done with military precision. Mm -hmm. And so the reason that so they you, do these qualifiers. You're saying we shouldn't just try to do like a 48-mile march on our own and figure oh it gosh. all out? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. Because you're going through cities and stuff mm -hmm. sometimes during the daytime. So we've got like or a police escort when we're going through these towns. Forget about during the day. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Again, this is, and I'm going to, I know we're reiterating, right? Mm -hmm. But we leave Lincoln, Nebraska at 5 o'clock at night. Yeah. We arrive in Omaha at 2 o'clock the next day. Right. So that means we're walking sun down overnight, Yeah. sunrise. I mean, it, we're going to have all sorts of elements. Yeah, yeah. Bugs, so, whatever. I mean. <laughs> it's all there. Mm -hmm. It's all, We see everything. So, But their whole point is we have to see. It's not that they're trying to be um, overly critical or anything, but when they're selecting folks, they have folks go through a pre-qualifier because they say, look, there's a danger to people's safety if this group of people gets too stretched out or mm -hmm. somebody falls behind because they're not in good enough shape. It's dangerous because they have, you know, 
lead cars and cars at the end, vehicles with you know, lights to make sure everybody stays safe. And, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, to your point, when you are absolutely exhausted and perhaps dehydrated it's, or you trip on a rock that you can't see, mm-hmm. it's really easy to weave out into the highway. And it could be a very dangerous situation. So the reason that they're doing these qualifiers and whatnot is to make sure people stay safe. The truth is that's part of the attraction to me, and maybe that sounds odd, but I like the idea that this is something where it takes some serious commitment. And that goes back to, again, the people that we're trying to benefit have committed everything. They've made the ultimate sacrifice for us. And tying it into the theme of this, People have made a lot of commitments to help me make my business successful. So I don't think that it's that big of an ask for somebody like me to, to put in that kind of time and energy. Speaking of the time and energy, tell me a little bit about what you've done to prepare for this. You said a year ago you didn't do it because you were wise enough to realize that I am really not ready for this. And what I mean, you're a healthy guy. You go to the gym, you work out. Have you done extra things to get ready for this this year? I sure have. So, And going even back to last year, I think part of it was – Time escaped me. And then looking back at the timeline, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. What's meant to be was, is what had happened. And that was me not attending last year. So this year when I did sign up, um, a couple of friends are pretty heavily involved in Spenga here in town. Yeah. So I was doing that consistently. That's the fitness and workout. Yep. So they do uh, 20 minutes on the bike and some, some of that's pretty hardcore, uh, 20 minutes of weight training and then 20 minutes of yoga. So the yoga is great because it's stretching, and I'd never done yoga. So I said, oh, cool, let's try this. So that's been part of my journey, and that's even just helping with stamina and, and, and energy levels. And I know that's not walking, but pushing yourself really hard for 20 minutes on the bike, it doesn't, maybe doesn't sound as, as, as intense. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? Do you want to come? <laughs> um, so that was part of it. And then um, this past week, and, and walking, like part of the formula. So that qualifier, you have to walk uh, 15 miles. It's five, five, and five. And it actually mm-hmm. was more than five on each leg. But um, so past that qualifier and then continue to train, walking at least five miles a couple times a week. And then as we get closer, they're now recommending doing 10, right? So I think you did your 10 last night. Yeah. I did about and one five, of the 10. Yeah. One of the 10. Uh, I did about five last night. And um, so this week, I'll continue to do that. But prior to, um, just last week, a couple of buddies said, "Hey, let's do it. Let's do the taco ride." Have you uh-huh. done that? To, yes, to years ago. <laughs> I, I've ne- I I don't even own a bike, so a buddy of mine was fortunate enough to let me borrow his bike. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And same thing. Like the next day, and even when I got home, going up the steps, I'm like, "This is hurting." But it's it's yeah. a wake up call and a reminder. I know it's not the same, but it's 20 miles yeah. on a bike. It's not 50 miles walking. Mm-hmm. To me, at least, it's a glimpse into the future. Okay, all right, a little over two weeks away, I'm going to feel this probably times five on no sleep. Yeah. yeah so it was 20 miles, but it was only a couple and hours. Body's beaten down. But, yeah, body's beaten down. So, and that's, it is what it is. But that's, to me, was, was uh, I feel like, and I'll, I'll know more in, in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was, that was like a, a sample. You know, you go to get ice cream. Like, oh, you want to try a little, little spoon? Yeah. So I feel like that was a, a little sample of what, what, what's to come. Um, but then just continuing to walk, continuing to hit the gym, um, trying to go heavier on the weights just to, again, continue to build the stamina up. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, I've been slacking, and this, these next two weeks are crunch for me. They have to be. 
Well, don't crunch too much. I know, and I've read the, that. I've read it, that. I, I can teach you from my own terrible mistakes. I, I'm not kidding when I say that first year. I literally almost fell across the finish line because, like, I jog a lot. I swim a lot, et cetera. Um, but you're using different muscles, mm-hmm. right? So, and nothing prepares you for pounding hard concrete for 50 miles straight. And you get one little blister at mile 10, and it becomes excruciating pain for the last 20. And so just learning how to prepare your feet and your legs and so on and so forth. You saw, you must have seen my post. I saw your comment. I, I did 10 miles yesterday, right? Do a 10-mile length and make sure that you know how you're feeling about it and mm-hmm. how your feet are feeling. So I clocked it on my pedometer. And at my small stature, see, notice. He's got longer legs than me. And my small stature. Yeah, on the way in, I was catching out. The 50. (laughs) (laughs) I always made a joke about it. I was like, I don't know if he realizes it's me. I don't want to scare you. So he's gaining on me. He's gaining on me just by walking normal. But at my stature, in my stride, I'll do right about 117,500 steps. Now, think about that, pounding 117,500. It doesn't matter if you're a marathoner, if you're a triathlete. Your feet still aren't used to that. Your legs still aren't used to that same motion over and over. And all I wanted to do that first year after about 20 miles was, can I just jog? Can I just run? Well, no, you can't Mm -hmm. because that's not safe. It's the middle of the night. And that's part of the qualifier is to see who's bored, who's going to be like, we're walking so slow because some of the people that do participate, they are really active. And they do, they participate in triathlons and all these other mud, whatever they are. Exactly. And they're unbelievable athletes, and they're in incredible shape. But it's, they also know, because they know their bodies so well, it's a different activity on your body. You get to about mile nine, and it's like the repetition, the continued pounding. It's different. So and I keep I'm bring- hearing that it's it's more of mind over matter. It's your body yeah. usually usually if as long as you're in good enough shape, and that's what the qualifier and these other things are for. But as long as your body is in good enough shape. You can physically complete this. Yeah. But your brain is going to say, what am I doing? Yeah. What's going on here? Exactly. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You should be asleep because that's what our sleep cycle, at least my sleep cycle is. Yeah, your circadian rhythms are completely thrown off. I'm an old man. I like to be in bed by <laughs> 9 and asleep by 10. So uh, it should be challenging. Um, but I, going back to, the, to that, um, the feedback I've received from a lot of people is physically your body can do it. You have to get out of your own head. Yeah. And that's part of the reason for the group because say we're walking side by side and you're just, Gabriel, I, I don't have it in me. Well, it's up to me as your teammate to say, yes, you do. Let's go. Yeah. You got this. We can do this. This is, this is nothing. And, and for you, I mean, you've done it before. Yeah. So I know that you know you can do it. And by you way, know that I know that you know that. I'll tell you on the live podcast, I pulled a couple of strings so that we can walk next to each other. I'm actually planning on walking directly behind you just so I can literally physically kick you in the kick butt. Kick me in the butt? Say, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Your wife, Travis, told me I could do that. Uh, so. Of course she did. Yeah. She's probably pay you too. Oh, she, <laughs> I, she's paying me per mile. Oh, perfect. Time, perfect. Or per kick. Okay. Per kick. Yeah. It's not like a rent-a-friend program. It's more of just like a, a, a kick of... You know a whole lot more about rent-a-friends than yeah, I do. Dave's wife pays me. That's a different <laughs> podcast though. <laughs> So I'm going into all these details about... Please, please make sure that stays in here. <laughs> oh, it will. All right, perfect. <laughs> Dylan's totally got your back. Cool. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, I wanted to go into some detail, and I appreciate you sort of sharing what the marchers experienced. Not to try to be dramatic or melodramatic about it, but 
to encourage folks to understand that if somebody you know, including Gabe, including Jay, or any of the other 80 marchers, if they've asked you if you'd be willing to make some kind of small donation, I don't care if it's a dollar or a million dollars, but if you're willing to make a donation, understand that we are really putting ourselves out to earn it. This is hard. It is physically and mentally straining. And if you're not aware of what it's like, you know, go walk 10 miles, even on a perfect weather day. Go walk 10 miles just on a, on a walking track, not even on hard concrete. It's hard. Speaking of weather, yeah. what, ha- what happens if it rains? I keep walking. What happens if, if it snows? Yeah, keep walking. Walk faster, maybe. <laughs> exactly. And more carefully. I think the only thing the is, of a highway. as long as it doesn't lightning. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a threat of lightning hitting us, I think we take breaks. But so, other than that, it's... Yeah. yeah. We've been lucky these first couple of years. I keep telling people, you know, um, we were very fortunate both years. I would not have finished that first year because I didn't hydrate appropriately. But I wouldn't have finished if we had had like one of those 95-degree days that are very common for late August mm-hmm. in Omaha. We got lucky and we had something more like 80 in the middle of a week that had those high temperatures. Now, that's part of the reason we walk in the middle of the night. But uh, it is... It's intense, and there is no limit for heat. I would imagine if we get over 100, we might take some longer hydration breaks. But, I mean, it's a real commitment that people are making. So, again, if, if somebody you know is posting or asking if you're willing to make a donation, remember, they are really putting themselves out. They're making a real commitment in order to raise funds for something that is literally going to save lives from real American heroes mm-hmm. that are about to make the ultimate mistake. So, And can we touch on just slightly what... Jay's vision is and one of the big things he's trying to accomplish, which I think is freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Can I start with, so for the first couple of years as this thing was building up, Jay Morales, who's the co-founder of this, and Jamie Seaman, who's assisted him with it, um, they've worked closely with several different organizations throughout. One is Guitars for Vets Mm -hmm. that does music therapy for veterans that has life-changing possibilities for veterans who need something to engage in uh, when they're, you know, when they're suffering from PTSD. Another one is moving veterans forward. Ron Hernandez is a veteran who puts his own military retirement into funding moving veterans forward, which literally goes out and finds veterans on the street and brings them into safe housing, right? And this year, because of the success of the fundraising in the first couple of years, they've been able to incorporate, they've been able to team up with other charities And now the bigger vision is about to start being realized that ties into that housing for veterans, right? So there, I gave you the softball. Don't screw the rest of it up, Gabe. Oh, crap. I was hoping that you were going to really break (laughs) me. That's why I asked the question. I I was trying to, you know, be Tiny homes. Remember the phrase, tiny tiny homes. homes. So it's um, how many acres? I don't know. I mean, this is all. So there's, I think, several hundred acres of land. He's going to do some editing, right? Of course. All right. Of course. So yeah, several hundred acres of land with tiny homes. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to be, conceptually wise, uh, temporary, yeah. to, to help temporary housing for our vets. I mean, let's be honest. Society as a whole, we all go through struggles. We all have our ups and downs. Vets, as we've touched on earlier, um, they've experienced more and, and uh, undergone more trauma in, right. in some instances. So, temporary housing with some programs to help them reintroduce themselves to society so to speak yeah uh, and i'm paraphrasing please correct me if i'm no i think you said it just right it, it's reintroducing and or reconnecting them to the community right in an environment that they're comfortable living in right so sort of a small community that has all these resources built in 
but they're engaged in making this community of tiny homes run. That's mm-hmm. the vision for what the fundraising is starting to go to, to build this community in Sarpy County in the Omaha metro mm-hmm. and a, provide a, a place. A compound just yeah, for them. Yeah, exactly. So it's an environment they're used to working with, but it's part of the civilian community. So for those who, Jay and Jamie and those who are the founders of this organization and Leon, who is the executive director now of the of the um, 50 Mile March Foundation, they all understand that it needs to be an environment that these veterans who are struggling are comfortable with and their families but is intended to be a stepping stone to re-engage and get back into the larger community in a comfortable, safe way. Mm -hmm. Because the traditional route of just being pushed out and forced into a community that they've maybe never lived in in their adult life, it can be very overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. It's like an immigrant moving to the United States and not understanding the language of the civilian world, business world, and social society, and not having those built-in structures that help them get through day-to-day. So imagine... All of a sudden, you've got to choose every day what to wear. Mm-hmm. You never had to do that. You always had a uniform. Thing. Right. Where do I go? What do I do? What's appropriate? It seems like a small thing, but it's actually a really big deal. And so phasing folks into or slowly transitioning them back into that in a safe environment, in a spot where they're guaranteed they know they can have housing for these veterans uh, that are at risk or already on the streets. And it makes sense for Sarpy because we have uh, off at Air Force Base already in Sarpy. Yeah. Um, big military presence within the Omaha Metro for those that don't know. I, I know you have people that listen to this right. throughout the country, throughout the world. So it, it makes sense. The location makes sense. Um, the land in Sarpy is available. Douglas would be harder because Douglas is pretty much uh, built out, right? Yeah. Sarpy, the, we, we, uh, I live down that way, so I keep saying we. Right. Um, we still have cornfields. We still have dirt. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's available. I like the vision. I think it's it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be awesome. There are other uh, retail-type facilities in Sarpy that would complement this model. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my opinion, I think it makes sense to have it in Sarpy, and I think it's going to be fantastic. And I'm sure as this as the programs evolve and the, and the compound gets gets built out, I'm sure they're going to pull in people like Blake to say, hey, we can figure this out, right? What is it you want to do? What's your next step? Instead of and my my wild gesture before was like feed you to the, the wolves feed you to the wild like just release the hounds so to speak well i re help reintroduce me i don't know i, I haven't lived this life yeah as you alluded yeah. to before some um military folks they're career military they've done this for 30 years that's all they've known 30 years yeah so what do i do now yeah and right. they're still young yeah right in their 50s usually mm-hmm. so with a family in many cases mm-hmm. yeah so I love that, you know, this this vision of what of where the funds are going. There's something tangible, specific to the local community. And it's, to me, and I think to anybody that donates to us, it's proof that there is there's a direct correlation to donations that are being made and you can see the impact that it's gonna have on the at risk veterans. Oh, yeah. I I like that a lot because as you know, sometimes as charities grow and they start to get bigger and you're talking about hundreds of thousands. So that first year I guess their goal was to raise like five thousand dollars, and they ended up raising twenty five thousand, mm-hmm. which, which is when they realized, "Holy cow, this is something!" Th- yeah, this is something, and we could make a serious impact. And then the second year, I think it was one hundred and twenty five thousand. Last year, they exceeded their goal of two hundred, and got to like two hundred and fifty thousand. So the goal this year is at least three hundred thousand. We're talking real money, which mm-hmm. is when they incorporated, became a foundation with, with infrastructure and everything, um, and governance. And so now it's really important for somebody like me who's a volunteer helping with this to see that there is a 
there's a specific um, utilization of these funds, and they're going to something particular that we're going to be able to see happen. Well, it's also great for all the people that we're asking, right? So yeah. you've made some posts on social media. I've made some posts on social media explaining our whys, explaining what this is. So to see this bigger than, way bigger than us goal, that, and frankly, you and I, were only here for how long, right? So this is something yeah. that's fantastic that the hope, the dream is that it'll be living way past us being here. Exactly. Exactly. So what's your ask? And we're only doing a little bit. I mean. Do, do your pitch. What's your ask for uh, folk, folks who are you tra- you're still trying to raise funds? We've got a couple of, of weeks. We're recording this, and I think the day is the, the 14th of August. The walk is the 26th, 27th. So we're recording it and getting this episode out really fast. Uh, so that, frankly, we can use this to help with uh, driving donations. So tell us what you're looking for, Gabe. I'm looking for a dollar. I'm looking for $25. I'm looking for whatever it is that you can whatever it is you can donate. I mean, it, it, the sky is the limit. It is a 501c3, so there, are, there, there will be some tax benefits for those that are making quite a bit of money and say, hey, you know, I need a, need a little bit of a write-off. It's going to go to a really fantastic cause. Uh, it's going to go to a great cause. Um, so my ask is... Anything that you can. Um, and if you don't have the monetary and you're in the Omaha area, come see us. Come see us on Sunday. See us make those final steps to our finish line. Um, I have a feeling Blake won't fall over the finish line this year. But come, come see us. It's going to mean a lot, uh, especially after 50 miles, 22, 24 hours, up for 36 or more. Seeing those faces smiling and cheering. I get, I get emotional whenever I read it when I'm on one of our zoom calls. Um, just thinking about what we're doing is so much bigger than us. Yeah. It's impactful. It's impactful. Sorry. No, that's okay. And what I'll say to spin off on that is Gabe is talking about something that, um, really, uh, drives the point home and makes the sacrifice work it worth it for those that, uh, particularly those who haven't done it before they arrange at Nebraska brewing company in Omaha, um, and I guess it's technically La Vista Papillion because mm-hmm. it's right on the border there. But Nebraska Brewing has been a huge funder of this. So thank you, Nebraska Brewing. Um, and this, that's the finish line. That's where we finish. And we have a finish line party on Sunday the 27th in the afternoon. Go to the, um, go to the website, 50milemarch.org, and you'll see the invitation, the information about it, or to either of our social media pages. Um, and there's a big celebration and party. And I will tell you, as we're walking up that last hill, which is the last mile of this, you haven't seen that yet. Uh, but the very last leg of this is all uphill. And that first year when I really, really wanted to find a reason to quit and we were going up that hill, I started to hear the murmurs or the din of something in the distance. And I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. And when we got closer, we realized there was people cheering for us like a half a mile away at the finish line. And me and a couple people that were next to me that neither of the three of us were prepared, that had a lot to do with us actually getting across that line without like somebody helping or carrying us or whatever. So um, meet me at the finish line party. That's what it's called at Nebraska Brewing Company on August 27th uh, in La Vista, Nebraska. Just go look it up. And here's what I would say as far as what I'm looking for. Um, I've been so fortunate the last couple of years when I participated in this. Things went really well. We got out there ahead of, you know, P. 
people knowing what this was all about and had some great ideas from some great marketing people like the tattoo. The result wasn't great for me, but <laughs> the fundraising result was great. So over the last two years, we've raised like $20,000, which is fantastic. And a lot of you, probably listeners to this podcast, were contributors to it. So this year, I'm not asking folks, if you've contributed financially before, I'm not asking for that. Go to my Give Butter site. So again, if you want to donate to Gabe or I or anybody else who's marching in this, it's givebutter.com forward slash Operation Noble Warrior 2023. And if you choose me to donate to, and you've donated before, instead of the money, donate a buck, and then in the add the message field, let me know if you'd be willing to donate one, two, or three hours of your time to a veteran service organization like Moving Veterans Forward. And when you do that, for each hour you donate, I'll donate 50 bucks. It's my turn to step up financially because all these people have stepped up for me in the past. And so to me, it's more about creating the awareness and the engagement and getting more people interested and involved. This is going to expand beyond the Omaha Metro. That's why I'm doing this on this podcast. And we're going to continue to increase the impact that it has in the community. It has to go down 22 a day. Think about it this way for anybody that lives here locally. 22 a day, that's about 8,000 a year. That's the city of Blair, Nebraska. We lose Gone that in one year. Every single person. We lose that every year in veterans who can't or won't access the treatment that they need because they made the ultimate sacrifice. It's just, it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It can't happen. And we have to do something to drive it down. We have to. So thank you for sucking it up and choosing as a business owner to contribute your time to something that's so hard because it's so important. It's bigger than us. Appreciate you, Gabe. Bigger than me. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having, having yeah. me. So what did we miss? Any final thoughts? We can do some outtakes if we missed something, but... Hopefully we got the, oh, let me add something. So Gabe has several businesses in the local area, and we appreciate that. And this is also where you can find information about the fundraiser. But you own both the Fiber New franchise and you own Primetime General Contracting. How can people find you? And let me put it this way. If people are saying, oh, I can find a general contractor or I can find somebody to uh, repair the surfaces in my office, you know, whether it's vinyl or plastic, whatever, those are the two businesses that you have. But they choose to work with somebody who put so much back into the community, then how do they get a hold of you? Uh, the easiest thing, <clears throat> sorry, the easiest way to get a hold of me would be just jump on uh, meetwithgabriel.com. Okay. And on that website has a link to my Give Butter as well as the businesses. And really the Give awesome. Butter is right up top because that's the number one. That's yeah. the most important. Pinned it up there. Thank you. Which is a awesome transition for the ending here where, again, we're going to repeat all of this. You know, if you're, if you're regular listeners, uh, we've got the QR code at the bottom of the screen. Scan that. If you want information about any of this related to the 50 Mile March Foundation, just scan that QR code, get in touch with me, and we'll get the information to you. But once again, if you're interested in learning more or donating, big picture information, you can find that at uh, 50milemarch.org. So that's 50milemarch.org. If you're Interested in donating to somebody? Yeah. So just like the, the 50 Mile March. Thank you very much. See, you're you're way better at marketing than I am. <laughs> Hardly. If you're interested in donating time awareness to somebody um, who is one of the 80 marchers this year, then you go to givebutter.com forward slash. That's givebutter, B-U-T-T-E-R, like bread and butter. Givebutter.com forward slash Operation Noble Warrior 
2023. And then when you get there, you'll see the information. There's posts about the finish line party. Meet me at the finish line on August 27th. And you can also choose uh, which uh, marcher you're going to donate towards. Donate towards Gabe. He's killing it so far. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. So thank you again for everything you do in our community. Thank Thank you you. for being here. I know we kind of rushed this because we wanted to get this episode out, but I appreciate you being a part of this. I appreciate you being part of the 50 Mile March and the 50 Mile March Foundation. And all kidding aside, I'll be there for you if you're having trouble in the last 10 miles. Thank you, sir. Yep. And I hope hope the same is true. I thought thought you were ending it, so I didn't didn't say anything. And yes, I I will be there for you as well. Finish with a little humor. I think it made made, me... I I think he kind of hesitated on, yeah, he might not be there for (laughs) me. He'll make sure somebody else is there for me if I'm stumbling at the last 10 miles. I think I could pick you up. All right. Yeah, you could definitely pick me up. But I don't know that I'll have the energy to do it. Well, as long (laughs) as you just try. Just try. Just try. I'll grab a leg. Someone else can grab a a wing. Thanks again for being here, Gabe, with Primetime General Contracting and Fiber New Plastic Vinyl and Surface Repair. I thank all of you for being a part of and listening to this really special episode. I'm going to ask you, uh, more than usual, share it, subscribe to us, but share the information about this episode. Send it to a veteran you know, somebody that you think is interested in donating, somebody that just wants a write-off because this is a 501c3. Share this information with as many people as you can. If you don't want to donate money, go to mine that we talked about on Give Butter and show me what you would donate as far as now or two or three in the next year to one of the local veteran organizations. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the Heartland Franchise Guy, and we'll see you here again soon on another episode. A Huda Media Production.